everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of our Mastermind meeting. And with us today is Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. Say hey, something, everyone. Art. Yeah, everything's good. Thanks. Um, Harry Leg up in the Verona, New Jersey, uh, New York City area. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, usually my accent comes across worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it's not park the car in the parking lot. <laughs> now that's uh, from our friend up in Maine there. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, Daniel Stringer in the Paisley and another area and out, uh, outskirts or our outer borderline areas of Florida from Orlando. I can let him tell you where, Daniel. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. We're just uh, near Orlando, but out in the country. And hello. And Matt Holker in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, which is a bedroom community of a sort for uh, Knoxville. Yes. Hello, everybody. Uh, still not visually presentable, but but feeling a lot better. Um, and yes, we are uh, near Knoxville, but out in the country. <laughs> Cool. And today's topic is um, internal Kung Fu, internal Tai Chi, internal being the primary thing we're talking about. Before we begin, let me tell you that for anything you hear in this uh, podcast, vidcast uh, show, that um, if you're wanting to know more about the keys to internal power, uh, then go to internalpowerkeys.com. There we have video and related videos available, and you can get them for actually uh, developing or getting the keys to internal power so that you can then really get on the journey of this. Or if you've been on the journey, but, but trying to figure out what the pieces are and how they work together, or you're missing a piece and they're not sure what that piece is, you're really going to want the internalpowerkeys.com the keys to internal power that will put you on the path fully completely with the, with what you need and make a big difference in your training. And, um, it will absolutely, uh, give you the physical and, and body and energy principles that you need in the way that you need them to be doing the kind of work that we're talking about today. And that's internalpowerkeys.com. Okay. So internal Kung Fu, what is internal Kung Fu Tai Chi? And what differentiates internal from external? And a lot of people go, well, when I'm doing internal, I use breath. And then somebody says, I don't think of myself as doing internal, but I breathe when I fight, you know, when I'm doing, when I'm in my martial art. So does that mean my martial arts internal? Oh no, I mean, I'm not using muscle. You're not using muscle? How are you moving anywhere? Your muscles engaged, right? You know, and your muscles inside. So isn't that internal? And so it gets into all kinds of odd sorts of things when you're trying to tell somebody what internal is, um, because it doesn't make sense to the person who is doing what we would call external, um, because it seems like we're talking the same stuff. Except, well, so the guy's pounding on you. You're supposed to be having a response to that. And you're thinking about your belly button? I mean, what's, what's going on here, right? And so I'm, we're going to get into that in some depth. 
um, about what it really is versus what it really kind of isn't and that kind of thing. So what differentiates internal from external? And sometimes we get people and they start talking about, well, the soft arts, and I've heard probably more external people say this, well, the, the internal arts, they're softer. This is not correct either. Um, internal arts have both hard and they can be almost fully hard and still be internal. They have obviously lots of soft and they can be hard and soft. And the vast majority of what I do is hard and soft. And if you look at something like Chen style Tai Chi, you see an awful lot of hard there and yet done properly, it's still internal. And if you see Xing Yi, Xing Yi typically is hard and can be almost all hard and yet still be internal. And so it's not whether it's hard or soft. That's, that's a different designation than internal versus external. So uh, I've got a number of things here to put across to you and then I'm gonna ask the guys here to weigh in on this. One definition is external, thinking about your movement from the outside of your body first, and then engaging what you need from the inside to accomplish the task. You don't even necessarily think about what those things are, you just kind of do it with the idea of it's very goal-oriented um, and no real thought. Now, ideally, whenever you fight, ultimately it's gonna be like that, and yet you still want it to be internal. Well, so in your training, People that are doing external, they're thinking about, I'm going to press more weight. I'm going to have more endurance. I'm going to have more power going out in my punch, this kind of a thing. And you're thinking about it in an external sort of a way. Internal, thinking about your movement from the inside of your body first, and then engaging what you need from the outside in order to use that internal thing. And so, uh, and so what you need from the outside to accomplish the task. A unification and utilization, this is one way that, I've, that it's been put that I, I kind of, and I've got different ones here, and there's things about each of them that I really like, things about each one of them where I'm kind of like, eh, maybe, maybe not. But anyway, so one of them is a unification and utilization of willpower, the downward push of gravity, the solidity of the ground, upward push, the body's structural strength, the body's ability to move as a single united unit through an awareness of internal trains connections specialized breathing techniques and increased pressure within and conditioning and strengthening of the lower lower torso uh, obviously with a lot of emphasis uh, for us and for for the people that really have it good that i've at a high level that i've seen on the legs and that generation from the inside through the rest of the body generating from the legs and then from the lower to torso, for those who are really very uh, lower Dantian or Ming men focused in terms of where they're issuing power from and that kind of thing. All right, and so one of the, one of the answers I've got here for also, and this one's mine, uh, for internal is using Jing. The mind, Jing, the mind directing your energy, your chi into a shape, form, or expression that is trained so that it occurs instantly and the mind and energy are activated first. These include things like rooting, heaviness, floating roots, so having roots still, but a floating so that way you have fast and connected power, waving and how to use that waving and, and bring it to bear, spiraling, unbending, 
and these other qualities where where notice i'm talking about this quality inside the body that's more of an energetic quality because um if i'm standing here not rooting and then i root people would go well see your your tissues and your muscles are now acting in a certain way but yet i'm still using them in other ways tied in to whatever i did with the energy whether that be the heavy float heavy root or the floating root or waving spiral whatever it is that i'm doing internal arts are arts of the feel feeling them internal arts operate function based on subjective perceptions of the body feel or kinesthetic awareness perceptual qualities as experienced by the mind this is as opposed to the mind objectifying the body and therefore instruct, uh, instructing the body to achieve tasks perceiving the body as an instrument external to the mind this is from a buddy of mine joey nashad who wrote this little piece here that i'm reading to you now the uh anyways perceiving the body as an instrument external to the mind as opposed to the body is an expression of the mind from the inside out and that the mind is intending and then that the body is carrying it anyways like that so um uh harry here put up a video at one point this has been a couple years back of me doing waving and spiraling freestyle fighting movement and um roger junkie one of the big names in tai chi and internal arts and and uh and energy healing and this kind of thing these days he wrote about it saw it and wrote about it and he said i appreciate this offering these are all quotes from my favorite his favorite teachers getting caught in form eliminates spontaneity and i was freestyling this and then all of the most efficient methods use spiraling one of the things i was showing spontaneous gestures support transition from form to formless formless being the higher expression especially if you're going to fight with it it has to become formless in order to do that or you have to be working out of form going towards the formless when yielding takes on a wave-like dynamic one of my favorites is be ready to alternate between stable and steady like a mountain with spontaneous and fluid like water interestingly he put on, but he meant one. One of my teachers complained constantly that he couldn't win at push hands with the old guys because they're like rubber bands that are alive. And he didn't say the alive part, but that's, but he said they're like rubber bands, but rubber bands and the aliveness and the, and the movement. Um, on the internet, and again, all these have been taken over a long period of time. So I wish I could tell you a date for when these things were posted. It's been a while and for some of them years. A guy named Steve Rowe posted this, um, and it was from one of the classics, from what I can tell, when somebody asked it. And he's put, the secret of internal power. The secret of internal power is in the spine and the body core. Learn how to manipulate these, and you will have great natural power. There are four pairs of spine and core skills. Understand them in the Nigong practice. He doesn't say the word practice there. I'm adding the word practice learn them in the qigong practice and then apply them in technique and those four are soften and connect open and close stretch and compress twist and release one normally follows the other 
but you release after every skill. A release can be fast or slow. When you release, you always then soften and connect. This is if you're doing it correctly. <laughs> there are a multitude way of ways to pulse, sending energy to the edge into the opponent dis to disrupt without breaking your own structure. And I'm gonna say this separately, the advanced ways, it's all happening at, at once at the same time, and it's not a separate thing like this. But in the beginning, it, a lot of times it needs to be separate like this. Uh, otherwise, the person can't fully understand. And the, the less you understand, the harder it is to manipulate and use in, in a multitude of ways. And so you do it separately, then you put it together. And, and in the meantime, you're working on all kinds of applications. He says, this is a secret, but no one will know it until they have put in the time and effort to really grasp these words, which is kind of what I was just telling you. All right. Any comments so far? Anything? All right, a definition by Master Wei Sun Liao that, that I don't remember where I got this either, but um, internal strength is a high frequency vibration controlled by mind and integrated by body, by mind body coordination, integrated by mind body coordination into an ultra fast wave like unit. And so I've got some other things to say about this, but I really do want to get some input from you guys before I say more. So our topic here is what is internal Kung Fu Tai Chi? And so we're getting kind of what is internal power as opposed to external power. Well, it Harry sounds Ola like, or Matt, go ahead. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of a, a agreement on at least one facet of it, um, which is what to me kind of sings out as, uh, as being a hallmark of internal power, really, um, or, or at, at the very least, it's the kind of internal power that I'm looking for. There may be other kinds of internal power, but like what I think of when I think of internal power is that it's that mind directed um, power. It's that, it's that mind over matter, mind over muscle kind of kind of power um that you that you get because of factors that are other than um other than your just kind of raw brute strength um and uh and being sensitive to that and being able to bring all of those factors to bear in the real world gives you this kind of power that you don't have to be tense to get but there um but the tension isn't really the defining factor of it for me, the defining factor of it is that it's that it's that sort of mental fortitude that comes first and that that directs the energy and that that is where you're getting your juice is from, uh, from, from that process. Uh, and that it is that very engaged mind directed sort of thing. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, I know at the higher levels, it becomes less about that, but, uh, but it is still not about just, you know, uh, swinging your arms and getting that, getting your power from, uh, you know, kind of simplistic uh, mechanical physics uh, that are, you know, just momentum and, and force in that um, and, you know, tense muscles. It's, it's a, it's a much more sophisticated uh, mechanism of tapping into what your body is really doing. Um, and because of that, it can take on all sorts of different expressions and forms like the gins, like what you're talking about. And so the internal arts account for 
not just all of those external factors like the the way that the swing is coming and the direction it's coming and how close they are to you and all those all those sort of external factors that the external martial arts account for as well the internal arts have to account for all of that plus the type of energy that is being brought and how your energy can relate to it and mingle with it and change it and return it and do all these different sorts of things with it. And it's not just about, you know, block, kick, punch. Um, it really becomes about the quality of the energy that is being brought and the, and more about the energy itself um, at that level. And for me, that is, that is what the internal arts are really about. And I'm kind of hearing that echoed in, in a lot of the statements is that even if they're not saying it directly, they're saying things that are like, that are, that are a lot like that, you know, they're, they're focused more on what's going on in their body and what they are doing than, uh, than what the other guy is doing, because you have to, if you're going to be able to account for those kinds of energies and do anything about it. I would say, yeah, that, that it's got some, it's a little bit, if you think about like an external guy, it's typically, I want to hit that guy harder and faster. Ah. If you're thinking like an internal guy, you're wanting, I want a better wave. If I can get a good enough whipping wave quality and I can hit him with that, I can transfer so much force through that wave that, and it's, and it's that force that's a different kind of an energy than just, I've got a bigger, stronger, faster rock. It's that I've got, um, this wave or I'm spiraling something that's then transferring from me and going across to them. And it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily losing chi to do it, but I am transferring an, uh, an energy force. I tend to think of uh, if you took a car and you picked it up by a crane and dropped it, bang, on the ground, external. If you take the, and you watch the car crash test where the car smashes into the wall and you see the slow motion version as the car is compacting and this wave force goes through the whole vehicle all the way through. And there's no part that isn't being, that isn't having that wave go through. And it really is a waving action all the way through the item. And so in this case, you're trying to enhance that wave using your mind to, to help you train it. And when you're, applying it you're using your mind to help make sure that that wave is going on and can send it and so yeah i would i would say that you're on you're you're kind of on to at least an aspect of it there for sure and now a word from our sponsor what is internal power most people only understand external exerting power which is another way of saying tense muscle strength bigger more tense muscles equal more power that's external power Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one-of-a-kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money-back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. I think, uh, you know, if I, if I could, uh, you know, I started off in, in more of the external arts 
and you know when I, when I was in college I, I fought at 192 pounds and you know did a lot of weightlifting and a lot of uh, you know the physical training and you know you, I could hit and kick and everything was good but I think at some point it it progressed and like you had said you know I, I learned to rely a little bit more on physics and proper angles proper you know, uh, direction and vectors of force. And since studying with you, I think it's, it's moved to a whole different level with, you know, the intent and, and actually feeling the other person's body, feeling their energy, uh, being able to anticipate what they're trying to do and, you know, fighting that more with the, with the, with the jings and with the energy. So uh, it's, uh, I know I, I got into a, sh a short debate on, on the internet with somebody and without experiencing these things, it's, it's hard to describe them or hard to classify them or quantify them. And, uh, you know, this, this has been one of the interesting things about learning all this stuff. So, yes. Yeah. So in any kind of discussion like that, there's two things. One is I talk about the difference between a blunt force trauma. You hit somebody on the head and their head, a knot starts to, you know, they start to bloop and swell up where you, where the impact was made on the surface versus you pop them with like a, a, a soft open hand for lack of a better way to say this, that's designed to transfer across and the surface either shows a little bitty, little bit of redness or whatever, or nothing. And yet inside, it's, it, if somebody like examined them later, now there's a big bruise, you know, inches or even more than a foot inside of them that then swells up and the damage is on the other side of that surface instead of being on the surface. And so there's that. And so we can talk about the kind of force and where that force gets delivered to. And then the other thing is, is that People think, well, I thought about my chi, and then I'm going to strike them with the chi. That's what people who are uneducated in this have a tendency to think you're saying. And so you have to be very careful to go, I am not saying that. I'm saying I think about generating a really good wave, and when I hit you, instead of trying to hit you with blunt trauma, uh, I'm trying to hit you with that wave force touching you and continually moving inside of you after the point of contact that I'm trying to get it to spread in. Um, and extend past. And the way I'm doing that is by generating a very good wave and having my mind on, into, or through you instead of on the surface of you. And those kind of things. And then I don't think about it in the spot like, wait a minute, I want it to do this. I train to make it that so that when I go to strike, that's already where my mind, where I, where my mind is at at the time. That's where that force wants to go. And all I have to do is focus on that the same way that you look at the top of my head to hit me in the head. I'm looking at your head and seeing the inside of your brain to hit inside of your brain uh, in order to knock you out. As opposed to leaving a lump on your head. And that's really the difference is I'm not trying to leave a lump on your head. I'm trying to knock you out from the inside. And I train it so that that's as instantly as you're as the knot you're trying to leave on top of my head. And the difference is we actually are looking at the physics of it, like you say, in terms of how to make that actually happen. And then training for that 
result so that when the instant i'm not standing there thinking about that bang i'm already moving as as soon as the thing goes just like you are it's just what i'm focused on is different than what they're focused on because i'm also focused on the inside of them not the surface of them unless i'm doing something like an arm break or an eye poke and then of course but if it's just general hitting solid meat to solid meat you hit somebody in their torso i'm not thinking i'm trying to hit his ribs so hard that i break his ribs and hopefully get an inside organ i'm thinking i'm going all the way in there to their spine or to their kidney inside of them internally and that's where i want that force to go so hopefully that'll help you for for because i know that's where you're coming from from what you said so hopefully that'll help you to frame those arguments in a way that'll make a little more sense to the other side and uh because that's that's where i see people get off track is that they're trying to explain it they don't really have a good understanding of what they're trying to convey so it ends up sounding like uh weird no way are you actually going to be able to do that stuff to the other side the wording for what you're actually training and how you're training is not put across so well just because it can be hard to verbally explain some of this stuff which is why we're putting the time into it here um but once well, it they depends get on who you're talking to and what their frame of reference is a lot of times as well. Like if I'm talking, you know, I grew up in the Shotokan karate. And so if I'm talking to somebody who's got towards that sort of an understanding, I can use concepts that they taught us as examples of like, they, you know, they were teaching us how to access internal power. They weren't calling it that. And we weren't focused on that. They just wanted to make sure that we had that juice going on automatically every time we hit anything and then they taught us how to hit things from all sorts of different angles and all sorts of different ways. But that was, you know, and then the focus became on that, but they, they did make sure that we had that power. And so, you know, you can, um, you know, at least in, in, on a couple levels, but, but we weren't focused on that in the, in the Tai Chi, you really focus on, on that and all of that. And, and like as many different kinds of that as you can access and what it's doing and, and uh, you know how to manipulate it, and and how how other pre people are bringing their force, and what to do about that, and it really just becomes about like all that stuff, and uh, and you know that for for the right guy, I can explain it the right way. Um, you know the key eyes and the and the mind, you know where the mind needs to be and how you're targeting and all that stuff. Um, I can explain it, but if they weren't uh, like a super deep karate guy like that, um, you know, I, I don't know that I would have the right verbiage, but I like, I like what you said um, about it. I think that, I think that's a good way to, um, to sort of relate it to people from, you know, from either side of the, of the uh, position there. <laughs> okay, Harry. Well, I think uh, internal revolves around primarily three things, and that is going to be what we've been talking about, the mental or e-skill, a chi, energy, and also spirit, external, focusing on the physiological aspects. Uh, one of the things I find when you, when you start to talk about the mental is uh, people do misunderstand that. They want to equate mental to the fact that, well, it takes a lot of mental determination for me to make it through that workout or to hold my position for 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's true. But that's not the type of mental we're really referring to. We're talking about real mental e-skill where you can feel 
another person's mind where you can use your mind to direct energy. So when people think you're talking about voodoo crap there, uh, one of the um, stuff, one of the uh, examples I like to give is that most people I find can relate to. Uh, and I may have even gotten this from you, Sifu. And that is, uh, have you ever sensed that someone was staring at you? Yeah, or, that's one of the ones I teach. Yes, or the opposite. You're staring at someone and you kind of catch yourself like, oh crap, they're going to feel that. So I, 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 most people can relate to that, but they never really examine that. What is that? What is that ability? What is that skill to, that you sense someone was looking at you? So we should yeah. look at that. We should examine that. And that is the very raw beginning of, of feeling mind. That's right. Yeah, the they feeling them it. looking at you or you feeling them or you be perceiving, oh, they can feel me looking at them. That's the kindergarten, first grade version. Exactly. And it goes all the way through through up to the 12th grade, graduating high school, bachelor's degree, four years, master's degree, a couple more years, PhD levels of things. And that's the first grade, second grade kindergarten version, the one where you're just feeling them looking at you and all that. And you get that up even at the high school level and it starts to get pretty, uh, pretty profound what can be done with it. But the training for that mostly is not publicly available, very, very little. Um, and on purpose. I mean, when somebody's got that kind of a skill, they really have unusual, um, scary kind of in terms of what they can do abilities. And so that's been that stuff's been carefully guarded and hidden. And there are a few systems that have it. And even then, um, like in our system, I'm not guarding it so much from the standpoint of I don't think people should have it as much as if you don't have good basics, you're not going to have good advanced stuff either. And so I just started the basics and then take people through. If I get somebody that comes through and their basics are super solid, I'm going to move you right through to something that's, that's new to you. Um, at the same time, I'm not trying to run you through like, Hey, let's see if you can hit uh, 10 years of material in one day. Hmm. You get people doing that sometimes. Um, it's, you know, when you hit the parts where you really have to learn new stuff, okay, you've got a, you've got a certain amount of material here. You're going to be able to take, you need to go work with that, get good at that, and then we'll do some more. Um, and then I do have programs where I am doing things in a very short period of time, but this level of, but the amount of skills are very finite because if it's 200 new skills, I don't know anybody that can learn 200 new skills in a day and they're, and they've got them all. You learn one skill and then you can learn things that support that skill really well in a day. And so there are some very powerful stuff that can be done like that. And I have that stuff, but if it's, you're just learning the whole skill set, that's, that's a period of time and a body of work to do. And, and there's not the only shortcut, if you will, is if you've already got some of those skills and I go, well, you've already got that one and you've already worked that one. So now, and then hit one, you know, how about this one? Okay. And you've got that one. How about this one? Oh, you don't have that one so much. Okay. You got to put time in there. You need to bring that up to the level of ability you've got with those other skills. And then we can proceed to the next part. If you try to jump ahead, you've got a handicap in an area and you're trying to stack something on top of that handicap and it's not going to support that weight. You're going to have to do the work on the things you don't have in order to, to do that. And that's the training on that might be sort of, depending on what it is, sort of short, but your time and practicing of that's going to, it's going to have to catch up to the other things you already have. There's not, it's not that you're going to be, oh, okay, I understand what that is. So now I have it. It's one thing to understand it. Another thing to be able to do it. Another thing to be able to do it well and fully 
at a level of competency and at a level that is, you know, if you've got everything else at the 12th grade level, and this is right now at the kindergarten level, you're going to have to get it up to the 12th grade level. That's not going to happen instantly for a whole lot of skills. You're going to have to put in some time. It can happen quickly, especially when you know what to work, but you are going to have to put in that time. There's not a shortcut to that. And that's, and that's all encompassing of all the various skills, not just mental or easy. That's right. That's right. So, the yeah, same, the same for energy, chi. Um, yeah. uh, th- there is a quote, and I actually have it here, uh, from Albert Einstein that I really like. It goes, everything is energy, and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. So even our thoughts. I love it. Send me a copy of that, please. I will, yes. Yeah, that's great. And then Either Albert way. Einstein said that you go out, you go argue with Albert Einstein. I'm not <laughs> yeah, <argue> exactly. <laughs> so it, so helps, it helps that we like and agree and are trying to work with exactly what he said there. But in the meantime, oh, yes. when somebody's going, no, that ain't true. Okay. You go, you go argue with Albert. I'm not yeah. going to do that. <laughs> exactly. So in saying everything is energy, <clears throat> that includes our thoughts. Our thoughts create reality and our thoughts are nothing but energy or chi, sure. if you want to use that word. One of the things that people realize how different, and this is something I've seen with the coronavirus, a lot of people have realized, man, this reality is really different from the way that I've lived my life up till now. And some people are really stressing because they're like, I just want to get back to my reality. And other people, and then there's a few like people that have noticed me have been like, you don't seem to be stressed about it. It's because my reality my outlook on things is that this is all a construct of our reality of the way we perceive reality to begin with. And so that construct is taking a hit right now, but my, I am not taking the hit. The way that I tend to perceive reality is different after the during the coronavirus, probably after the coronavirus than it is, than it was before the coronavirus. And of course it would be. Um, but a lot of people can't differentiate their how they perceive reality versus reality. And so then there's a cognitive dissonance there that really is hard for people because of it. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, that's, that's what I had. Oh, cool. Yeah, make sure I get a copy. That's great. I'll yes. put that on the wall. Uh, I will, I've got the spot already picked out where I'm going to put that. So, uh, Cool. All right, Art. Well, um, my first introduction to internal Kung Fu and, well, I'll just keep it to Tai Chi to make it easy um, and to hopefully explain it clearly, was that um, internal Kung Fu involved meditative aspects in the performing of the art in the sense of you want to be relaxed without being sort of limp or flaccid and you want good, steady, deep breathing, sort of abdominal or dantian breathing. Whole body breathing, ideally. And, right, yeah, well, yes, thank you. And, and uh, a, a, a quiet, calm mind. Um, and I realize that that in the overall um, application or um, practice of internal arts, that's very basic, but it- um, But fundamental. Right. Yes, I was. I was going to say thank you. That that it's it's very basic, and it gave me a good background and and practice for studying with you and learning 
the uh, extra, you know, practicing the extra knowledge with you that with my background, I found it easy to, to incorporate and practice. And while at this point I, I um, am working with practicing other energies and, and using them effectively, but I still find that the basic uh, meditative principles of the um, Tai Chi internal arts, the, the soft breathing, the, the relaxedness, um, work very well for that. And if nothing else, sometimes I just go back to practicing that and then move ahead to working with the other energies. But um, I find that fortunately it worked with my, my background to incorporate your teachings very well. And I was comfortable with all the knowledge initially where I realized, you know, talking to some people that it is some of what's discussed in the sense of energies and applications is very outside their frame of reference. And they have a little bit of difficulty understanding it. Um, but I just found it things um, melded very well for me. Um, cool. And now a word from our sponsor. The internal power that comes at the higher levels of Tai Chi can seem mysterious. But that is mostly because Tai Chi students don't see the big picture yet. They don't even understand what the higher levels of the art are, much less have a plan to get there. Even though the senior masters mostly agree on what the steps are, they mostly don't talk about it. On the TaiChiRoadmap.com, I outline all of the steps of Tai Chi development. Everything is explained so you know what to do, when to do it, and why. This is the complete roadmap to Tai Chi mastery with an explanation of all the steps from rank beginner to senior master. Again, that is a free course that you can access online. Go to TaiChiRoadmap.com to sign up. That's TaiChiRoadmap.com. 